0: Welcome to Witch Police Radio, episode number two. Uh, this is the second podcast we're doing for witchpolice.blogspot.com. I'm Sam, and I'm here with Rob and John. Yeah. Hey, Sam. Hey, how's it going?
1: Good. How are you? Good.
0: All right. Um, we had a few people who listened to our first one. We got some pretty good feedback from it. So this is number two. And last time was just kind of all over the place. We picked um, sort of random music to, to play. But this one, from now on, we're doing themes. So we tried to keep the themes pretty vague. So there's a lot of open for uh, interpretation. So the first theme for episode two, or the only theme for episode two, is uh, spiritual music, and um, it's pretty wide open. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think, I don't think any of us are particularly religious people.
1: Well, I was, I was surprised at how little music I had too that I felt like was spiritual. Yeah. Like you were saying, how you had a lot of choices of reggae music. And I, for, I guess there's a lot of rap music that's spiritual and about religion. But I guess, like, I think a lot of my records, besides the rap records, are probably made by people who don't really think about God and stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, I kind of wanted to keep it fairly open, too, like, where it's not just about... I mean, because we could have just done... Like, the original title for the theme was gospel music, right? And we could have just done straight up, like, religious songs. And there's a lot of that. I have a lot of country gospel. I have a lot of, you know, a lot of reggae, for sure, and soul music and all that. But, like, I like the idea that really like, it doesn't have to be any particular religion, too. Like, there's enough... Songs about religious issues and God issues and stuff out there that and
1: anti-religious and anti songs. for
0: sure for sure yeah so it just there's a pretty wide wide variety and plus just songs even that you have God in the title mm, yeah. or somehow related or even one of the lyrics right like it's pretty it doesn't have to be straight ahead um, this is religious uh, yeah I think
2: I took a a bit of a, a bit of leeway with interpreting what uh, that's spiritual good because you could just I could have played maybe like church music well you could have and that would have been fine too fine, but yeah i didn't think of it as being religious necessarily
0: but like okay so to start it off like i'm gonna play the first song and um this song's called prayer to god by shellac which is steve albini's current band Uh, i know we played big black last time and we've talked about him a little bit on the show previously and this song is um obviously the title prayer to god suits the theme but i kind of like it um i don't know if you guys heard it no i don't think so this is something that i always wanted to cover in a band um it always seemed like it would be fun to do like super fun to do in a show The mopo never really did it never did it at all (laughs) and uh I haven't done anything since but it's um well we'll we'll listen to it first but um it's pretty vulgar (laughs) but this kind of seems to me as a non-religious person what people the type of prayer people would be doing more so than the stuff that you know people aren't praying for world peace they're not praying for maybe they are but I think more people are praying because they're fucking pissed off Mm -hmm. and they want God to smite somebody so (laughs) that's the song so pray to God, Shellac cool (laughs) One true
3: God above Here is my prayer Not the first you've heard But the first I wrote Not the first But the others Were a long time ago There are two people here And I want you to kill them By disease or a
1: blow To the face of her neck Where her necklaces close Where her garments come together Where I used to lay my face That's where you ought to kill her In that particular place Him just fucking killing
4: I
3: wanted to fucking kill him But first, make him cry like a woman No particular woman Let him hold out, hold that Someone or other might come and fucking kill him Fucking kill him
1: Kill him already, kill him Fucking kill him Fucking
3: kill him Kill him already kill him fucking kill him fucking kill kill him kill him just fucking kill him kill him already kill him already
0: kill him amen alright so that was uh Prayer to God by Shellac yeah. um it's a great song yeah it's pretty good it's mm-hmm. off uh the 1000 Hertz album which uh, I really like that band I really like the song um how would you guys think
2: yeah yeah I liked it as soon as the drums kicked in it was pretty yeah heavy. so that's like, so that's a live drum right eh?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not like Big Black with it, but right. uh, drum machine.
1: Yeah, my favorite line was the uh, "Make him cry like a woman, but no particular, no particular woman. <laughs> woman." Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. And I don't know. I mean, like again, I don't pray, right? But it seems like this is the kind of thing more people would be praying about, like right? Because everyone's felt like that, you know, like one way or another, like
2: yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, a lot of praying is asking for things, or uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, wishing seems so, right? yeah. harm
0: yeah. on yeah. other people. As opposed to, like, you know, fixing stuff or something that actually, like, if there is, you know, a, a, a yeah. date be him able to
2: do. Kill him, do this, it. and then feed some children. Yeah, back. exactly, yeah,
1: fix my shit first, and then, yeah. There's that great, like, Steve Martin gag on Siren Live, and I don't particularly like Steve Martin, but he has this... Do you sweet... like his
0: banjo playing at least?
1: Uh, I'm not, like, a banjo connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd Sorry, say, I'd say, going, say going. it sounds fine, He's but... He's right. banjo. He's no, um, Bill Fleck. Right. But, uh... He's got this great Siren Live skit where he's like, it's a Christmas episode, and he's like, sitting down to like, to speak to God about what he wants for Christmas, or Santa Claus, I don't really remember, and he's like, for Christmas, I want all the kids in the world to unite in song, or whatever. Yeah. He's like, but actually, but before I want that, and he just keeps naming stuff he wants, yeah, and yeah. then he's like, and if you have time, the thing with the kids, you know? yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, that's probably, like, I mean, that's what I got from the song, too, you know. I also like how it's, like, this is the first time you've heard from me, you know. Mm. Like, and I want you to kill him. Right. <laughs> and it's very detailed, too. It's not just, like, general, I want, you know, I want my enemies smited. It's, like, specifically, the, yeah. kill her here with this, you know, a blow right specific, here. And it's, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's really, you know, it's a vulgar song, but I really love the way he describes stuff in it. Like, yeah. it's just that, like, that no particular woman line is super, like, it's subtle, but it's... Yeah, like it, it makes would, a song. It it's, makes it's like a funny song. Yeah, even though it's but it's really like touching dark. too, almost. You know, it's like it's like you. Know, I get it. Like, I, I mean, anyone can relate to that at some point, just in some way or another, right? So it's like, and it's I don't know. It could he could have just been screaming, "Fucking kill him" the whole time, which he does for a while. He lot. does for quite a while. But then, I mean, yeah. he could have the whole song could have been that, and it wouldn't have been as good. I think I don't know. Like right. the description of it is what kind of makes it.
5: Yeah, right. I don't
0: know. Anyway, so that was that was a song that was I thought it fit the theme, of, for obvious reasons. So.
1: Yeah, that was a, that was a good song.
0: Cool. Yeah. So, John, you got something? Uh...
2: Yeah, next uh, it's going to be some Howlin' Wolf. Okay. song is Evil. Uh, it was released as a, a single in 1954.
0: Okay, so it's the, well, this is the last one. was 2000. We just heard. So, yeah, so this time traveling. Two decades, yeah.
2: And, uh, well, yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about it after.
0: Cool. All right, let's listen to
2: that.
6: Yeah, if you're a long way from home Can't sleep at night Grab your telephone the justice right that's evil evil is going on wrong i am warning you brother you better watch your happy home. get in your stone that's evil, evil is going no more. and you half the whole bone that's evil evil is going on wrong I am warning you brother you better watch your happy home Catch him that before it go. That's evil. Evil is going on. I am warning you, brother. You better watch your happy
2: home. All right, we're back. Yep. So what, what was that? So there's some Helen uh, Wolf, Helen about evil, evil in your home. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, I don't know my uh, music history, so I I've looked it up because it's written by someone who you probably recognize, Willie Dixon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize all these songs were written by Willie Dixon. That's like, cool. He's done a lot of, uh, yeah, he's really uh, important.
0: Is he playing on it? He...
2: Yeah, he's playing the, star, the bass. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's on the track. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, good. I liked it.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I like how, um, I like how emotional blues is. You know. Mm-hmm. I like how it's emotional without being like sappy. You know what I mean? Like it's. Mm. I don't know. It just has a genre. It seems like you can pretty much like.
2: Well, it's
1: pretty raw usually. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean.
0: It's like raw emotion. Because it's, yeah. it's a lot of
1: those songs too are about like. Like, for example, when those old blues guys talk about like a woman leaving them, you know? Yeah. It seems like so much more. Yeah. Like she's really doing them wrong, like mm-hmm. really breaking yeah. them down. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As opposed to just being like, no, no,
0: no, no, you know? Which is, yeah, which is what people nowadays would almost do more, is that kind of, you know, and kind of yeah. like, yeah. I don't know, maybe not nowadays, but as a genre, blues is generally, yeah, it's more, Wait, anyway, how does this fit into the, uh, Oh,
2: I'm sorry, I was just going to okay, yeah. add like, as opposed to like a Dear Diary thing. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, screaming sure.
0: it out like. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Which I, I, kind of, that's what this first song we played too was, like, I mean, he's screaming, you know, it's kind of, I like, I, I appreciate, I can reckon, you know, respect that more, I think. But how did you think it fit the team? Like, what was the, uh
2: yeah, so like I said, I didn't interpret spiritual to mean religious at all. well so, cool, that's cool. That's so something cool. like evil, and the song is about, like, being away from the house and evil going on in there while you're not around, and so I just... That's uh, cool. Yeah. yeah it's, it works. I mean, you know, it's spiritual, not necessarily the, the good kind, so... Yeah, yeah. Like the,
1: what kind of evil do you think he's referring
2: to? Like I think his, his wife having some visitors always... Ah, uh, extramarital. Yeah, I think extramarital evil is what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, probably. Hmm. I mean, that's... Yeah.
2: Is that because the devil got a hold of her? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> the devil's just got it out for him, though. Oh, shit, eh. Yeah, yeah it sucks, eh? It's complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got to come,
0: yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's no, it's, it's kind of cool how you... That's what I like about these one-word, one two-word the one two word themes, right? Because it's like... Right. It's super vague. I mean, if we had just said, yeah, the songs all have to be about one thing, then that's going to really... This doesn't limit it. It just makes it... A, when you listen to different stuff than I do, so do you. Whatever. We can pick things that are related to I them and, you know, justify it, so... But uh, I just wanted to say that I was looking at the, we were looking at the liner notes here for this record. And um, it was written by Peter Gerolnik, who wrote the uh, little essay on the back. And that guy, if you have a chance to check it out, he's written some really good books. Um, he wrote a book called sweet soul music, which is like, uh, I guess it came out in the 80s. And it's a history of, like, southern soul music. And uh, tons of stuff on James Brown, Sam Cooke, mm. uh, Wilson Pickett, like, all, you know, everybody. Like, sax, you know, all, all, all this really cool stuff. And he also wrote a huge biography on Sam Cooke. That is awesome I mean I don't know If you guys are Cooke fans at all But
5: Yeah I've never thought To read it so It's really really
0: Worth reading It came out a few Years ago And uh, it's It's a good read He also wrote These cra- crazy biographies On Elvis It's a two part series. Two part uh, like Each book is like The size of a dictionary and oh, it's shit. a two part History of Elvis It's really cool It's a good read. Anyway It's a lot to read About Elvis I was gonna say It's a yeah.
2: pretty Straightforward story Isn't it
0: <laughs> No one of them Is called Careless Love And the other one Is called um, Can't remember Last Train Mem- to Memphis maybe might have been the title of the mm-hmm. other book? Anyway, he's a very good author. I would suggest reading uh, at least Sweet Soul Music. He also did one on country. Um, like he's really into the southern music thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that was, that was cool. That was very different from the first track, but still kind of similar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what, so what, where what are, we are we going from here? Where are we going from here?
1: So I'm gonna play a song, um, by Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Called Song of Isaac, I think it's called. Oh, and um, I like I was saying earlier, I didn't. I w- I wish I had more. Cho- choices to choose from, I kind of feel like tomorrow or something I'm going to, like, come up with ten different songs sure. that I could have played. But, uh, like, originally, the three out of the three songs I was going to play, I was going to play a song called Ohm by Saul Williams. Yeah. But my other two choices, I felt, were kind of, like, too similar to that one, so I wanted to, ch- like, switch it up and play something different. So, I'm going to play this Leonard Cohen song, which is often my favorite Leonard Cohen album, uh, Songs from a Room. And... <laughs> It's about uh, about Abraham, um, you know, taking Isaac to to be slaughtered or whatever, to be sacrificed. Yeah. And it's a critique of, I think it's a critique of, like, religion and, like, religious war and kind of the message being, like, you know, God's not talking to you, asshole. Don't, like, right. go send your son to be murdered for your, like, yeah. vision. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, kind of an anti-religious song, I guess. That's cool. So here
5: we go, Leonard
4: Cohen. The door, it opened slowly My father, he came in I was nine years old And he stood so tall above me Blue eyes, they were shining His voice was very cold said, I've had a vision And you know I'm strong and holy I must do what I've been told So we started up the mountain I was running, he was walking And his axe was made of gold They got much smaller In the lake the lady's mirror We stopped to drink some wine Then he threw the bottle over Broke a minute later And he put his hand on mine I Thought I saw an eagle But it might have been A vulture I never could decide An altar, he looked once behind his shoulder. He knew I would not hide. You who build the altars now to sacrifice these children, you must not do it anymore. A scheme is not a vision. You never have been tempted by a demon or a god. You who stand above them now, your hatchets blunt and bloody, You were not there before. When I lay upon a mountain, and my father's hand was trembling With the beauty of the word. If you call me brother now, forgive me if I inquire, just according to whose plan. When it all comes down to dust, I will kill you if I must, I will help you if I can. When it all comes down to dust, I will help you if I must, I will kill you if I can. Mercy on our uniform Man of peace or man of war The peacock spreads his fan
1: So I uh, so that song actually is called story of Isaac And it's like like most of Lauren Cohen's songs. It's like hard to say exactly what it's about. Yeah, like obviously uh you know, on the outside, it's just about the story of Isaac.
0: I like how it's from his perspective mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah, and then like
1: he, how he's bitter at the end. He's yeah. like, he's like, you know, you say we're brothers, but like, under what law are you saying we're brothers? Like, what are you trying to prove, kind of shit? Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's like pretty pretty intense, like most Leonard Cohen songs. For sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, he must even been really young when that came out too. He sounded like.
1: Uh, well, the thing is, Leonard Cohen's first album came out when he was thirty-seven. That's right, I guess, yeah, that's right. So he was he, never young. No, like, <laughs> he, was, he was, he was, like, a, because he was, like, yeah, a, a poet for first, a while, yeah. but, yeah, but he wasn't making any money as a poet, yeah. so he, like, moved to New York to become a folk singer. Yeah. And he was, like, he had, he had, t- he had like, was trained as, like, a classical guitar as, like, I didn't realize, like, that was cool. growing yeah. up, like, he was really proficient at guitar. All the
2: guitar in his songs is so, so simple.
0: Yeah. It's like, really simple, never, yeah. never really I don't know, like. Actually, I don't know, maybe I haven't listened to it. I don't think it, does, like, I don't think it is simple.
2: Actually, I only ever listened to songs from a room, so. But I think
0: even with that song though, it's it's actually it's like probably like deceptively so. You know what I mean? Like it sounds yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it sounds simple, but it's not like because it's yeah. just him and a guitar, right? And the guitars. I will say like so. I mean, in his earlier
1: albums, I find a lot of the guitar riffs do sound similar. Yeah. But um, yeah, and there's like yeah, like going back to talking about how he was he he wasn't that young. Like he was a lot older than the people he he was probably attracting to his shows. For sure, or sure. Yeah. Like, his con- like contemporaries. Yeah. Um, There's this great documentary Of him playing at Isle of Wight In 1970 Oh yeah Where He goes on like He goes on like really late at night Like three in the morning or something Yeah And he goes on right after Chris Christopherson And Chris Christopherson Has to stop his set like Three or four songs in Because the crowd's getting so rowdy And like throwing bottles and stuff And then Leonard Cohen goes on And just like Before he even sings a note He just calms everyone down He just like and he, he, you can tell He's so high Like his, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. his eyes Are just huge Yeah And he But he's just like Yeah Calms the crowd down And then And then it Documentary's so good I like, it, to see that actually Yeah, yeah like it really Cause I, Like Leonard Cohen's Always been in my Like radar Cause like yeah. My dad used to play him Growing up and stuff But Um Just in the past Like maybe Five years Like he'd just get More and more respect for him For sure like, yeah And that Seeing that documentary Was like definitely I think the, th- the thing that made me go, like, okay, Leonard Cohen's, like, actually amazing. Because, like, people always love to talk about... Yeah, yeah he's one of those guys that you name-drop, right? Yeah, exactly. Gets, yeah. Like, yeah. when you're, you know, you're 22 and you're yeah. at some coffee shop, like, reading yeah, yeah. existential philosophy writing poetry or on computers, yeah, yeah. 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 Wearing a beret yeah, for sure, a yeah. scarf. Yeah. yeah, and of course yeah, you yeah. listen to Leonard Cohen. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> You have a Leonard Cohen record, like, you know... Conspicuously, like right, yeah, right on your back there. But, uh, yeah. but I'm glad
1: I got to the point where I could appreciate his music bef- before, you know, because sometimes it's it too late. Sometimes there's great artists, but other people just ruin them. <laughs>
0: like what? Like what's an, what's an example? Uh,
1: I don't think I'll ever be able to enjoy the Beatles because is, I get them rammed down my throat way too much. Sure. And you know what? If I could go to them pure, I'd probably, probably... love it. Yeah. And like, I've actually like... I actually feel the same way with the Beatles. I, I'm not a fan and I feel like I should be. And I listened to. I remember one time because ha- I've had Rubber Soul because again because yeah. it was my dad's record growing up and I just kind of adopted it. And I've listened to it and it's it's great. Yeah. But I never,
0: I never want to listen to I know. it. You know, like, I know exactly what you mean. Like with the Beatles, I, I think they have maybe a half dozen songs that I think are just like phenomenal. Like they're great songs. But I can't. I've, I've never. I've never sat down and listened to a whole album because mm-hmm. like yeah. I can't. It's not. it's, well, it's not. You know what? Here's the thing. This is maybe weird. I mean, you guys don't agree with me. My problem with the Beatles has always been that it's too perfect. That everything is exactly where it should be. Every sound is exactly where it should be. And it kind of, it doesn't, I mean, some of the weirder stuff is different. Like, yeah, I mean some experimentation. The experimental studio. stuff I like better, but I think that, I find that it doesn't have any edge to it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. people always say "It is this is the best, this is so revolutionary. And yeah, for sure, it influenced tons of stuff. But then you look at stuff like someone, even someone like Ray Charles or something, like 10 years earlier, was doing. To me, is way more compelling. than You know, I, I remember hearing someone telling me that, like, uh, I should respect the Beatles because they were using strings in their songs. By such and such date, and it's never done a pop song. And I was like, I have a Ray Charles album from right. like well before that, and like soul albums and stuff where people were using that. So it's like, yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't white people. It, yeah. it wasn't like, and it wasn't it wasn't pop, right? But like, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the stuff they're innov- even the you know big deal they're playing. I don't know. I-, I get why they're respected, but I kind of gloss over them. I've heard them enough. And it's like...
1: Yeah, and then, like, for a while... I don't know if it's so much now, too, but not too long ago, it seemed like every new pop band coming out sounded like the Beatles. Yeah. So it was like there's, Yeah, there's quite a bit of that. It was easy to it see, is. like, the influence, but... Yeah, like, it's just when it gets shoved down your throat too much. Like, yeah. there's there's lots of, like, Led Zeppelin's another band. I, know, like I love definitely. Led
0: Zeppelin. I am a huge Led Zeppelin fan. I don't know. I could listen to Zeppelin them. every day. Wow. Seriously, I love them. I never knew. It's the drums. It's, I mean, okay, I saw Robert Plant when he was here this summer. Right. Like, it's his John Bonham's drums. I love his drumming. That's what... I mean, I like the whole band in general, but, like, uh, the way he hits incredibly, like, really, really hard, even when it's not necessary. Mm. Like, I really like he just... Like, maybe we should play someone on a different show, but I can show you kind of, kind of why I like them so much, but yeah, I, I really, really, like, I'm serious. That,
1: that'd be good if we could do that as a theme for one of the shows where we play...
0: Stuff the, the other ones don't like. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm sure there is stuff, right? That like you guys like that I don't like it, vice versa. Oh yeah, though. and
1: I'm sure there's I'm sure there's stuff that I don't like where you could show me why why you like I like it, it and it might change
0: my mind. That's a good mm-hmm. idea. If we'll do that for another future show, for sure. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: So sh- should we get into the next? One? Yeah.
0: Um, the next one I was gonna do um, was uh, you know, we're still on the spiritualism theme, spiritualism spiritual theme. Um, sorry, as a milk album title, download for free right now. <laughs> um, uh. I wanted to put the Meat Puppets. Um, the Meat Puppets. I think it was for Record Store Day actually last year. They reissued their second album, Meat Puppets Two, and I bought it because I'd never, I didn't own it. I always wanted. It. I like the Meat Puppets. Uh, it seemed like for a long time the only thing that it was easy to get of their music before it all got reissued was um, Too High to Die, which came out in the 90s, like after, after the Nirvana Unplugged thing. I mean that's why people know who they. Are. That's why I. That's how I knew who they were in the first place because they did those three songs with Nirvana on Unplugged. And I always loved those songs. Those are some of my favorite parts of the album. And um, I, hate, I hate that album so much. Unplugged? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's fine. Well, there's an example of what we're just talking <laughs> about. But I, 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 I still really like it a lot. And um, I even bought the DVD when it came out recently. But um, Me Puppets, anyway, I'd heard those songs. I bought Too High to Die because I wanted to hear what their own stuff was like back in the 90s. I bought that. And it's okay. Uh, it didn't really blow me away or anything. I was kind of disappointed because I was expecting. And the secret track on there is, is um, Lake of Fire. Mm. On Too High to Die On uh, Too High to Die But it's like this fast Kind of crappy version of Lake of Fire And I was really disappointed Because I was expecting something really big And this is like before I really had the internet or anything So I didn't know that that wasn't the original Lake of Fire I should have done the chronology by looking at the dates on the albums But it didn't occur to me So on Puppets 2 The actual Lake of Fire And Plateau and Oh Me All the ones that Nirvana did Are on the same album And Puppets 2 is like Unbelievable album It's ridiculous Yeah
1: because I actually have too high to die on cassette, and I never.
0: It's not that good. It's, I never released really, yeah. Yeah, but Meat Puppets too is incredible, and it's like I can absolutely hundred. It came on eighty three, I think, and like I can one hundred percent see why. Really, I, I didn't. I didn't know it was that old. Yeah, it's old. It's old, and wow. it's like. Anyway, the reissue sounds great. Like I've always really loved the name Meat Puppets. The Meat Puppets yeah, it's a great name, and them. I love it. it's just those two guys, like the two brothers, are the main guys in the band, and like they have horrible singing voices <laughs> and stuff, and they're like crazy heroin addicts and everything. But like they, may, it's it's good. Like I actually almost like the original like a fire. Better than the Kirkland version. Just the way he sings it is great, and it's it's actually the Nirvana version is really faithful to the original. But this is just weirder and more kind of like more countryed up a bit.
1: Kirkland has that really like grunge twang when he sings yeah. like a fire. But I think he
0: got that from them
1: a little is bit. Is that what it sounds? They like don't creative? have a
0: grunge twang. They just have a twang like you know. Well, because they were like redneck. Ten or years yeah. before, it run. they have like a redneck twang. I don't even know where they're from, but like they not- this... I just always assume they're from Seattle. Then. So do I. But I, don't, I don't know if they're. I mean, I think they may be from the south somewhere. Really. I'm not I don't know why I think that but blowing uh, my mind right now. I no. might I might they could be from like Minnesota after all I have no idea. <laughs> but like I just have always anyway, so I'm gonna play like Lake of Fire is what I'm actually gonna play. Okay. Um because it you know fits the spiritual theme, you know, where the bad folks go and they die. Yep. That was with the whole religion thing. So it's one of my favorite songs, um by the Meepups for sure. And I've always liked it since I heard it when they did it. So Here Meepups Lake of Fire. Here we go.
1: I was like a fire. Yeah, it was like a fire with the puppets from meat puppets 2*. Right, so they were—they're actually from Phoenix, Arizona. That's right, yeah. And it's funny because you said um, maybe, maybe they're from
0: Minneapolis, and I always assume they're from the north because she says he says Duluth. Oh, the lady yeah. came from Duluth got hit yeah. by a dog with rabbit tooth. Yeah, I love that line too. It's great. Um, yeah, so that was the uh, original version. I mean, the one on "Too High to Die is the pales and the of that. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, the, that version
1: seems, I mean, it makes sense, but it seems to, like, fit them doing it much more than Kurt Cobain in, like, Unplugged, and, yeah. which obviously makes sense for obvious reasons, but, like, the way he sings it, it's, like, it's almost, like, even though th- there's, like some, like, some truth and truth, Passion behind it He also The way he sings it It kind of you Makes make sense Cause the lyrics No like This guy yeah This guy Cause the, the lyrics Are kind of funny Yeah in a, in a dark way Yeah yeah You know Which kind of Has been going on a lot here With the
0: show Today mm-hmm.
1: Yeah So but you know he Kurt Cobain Who just like Hates himself so much And just yeah. Like everything's So torturous for him And yeah. he just like Makes this song Into like some Serious <laughs> Like a dirge right? like, Yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, because he screams and it as the throat shredded kind of thing going yeah. on. Yeah, but then this this is just kind of more loose, more yeah. just like
2: yeah, like at some points hitting like wrong notes, but it doesn't seem. That's loud. what
0: I like about like the meat is... episode. There's the whole album; everything is like recorded super, it's super loose. Like they, they make a lot of mistakes, but it doesn't ruin. Like it's not you know, it's kind of like they just were playing it. It sounds like it's all recorded live for sure. Like and it it it's it's makes sense too that they're from Phoenix because it reminds me of a kind
1: of like Southern American punk rock like or yeah. I guess I guess maybe
0: post punk or whatever the hell it's called I'm sure it has a name well this stuff um, like I remember reading you know when I got this album I was like okay I'm gonna look this up because I really like you know what and apparently they were like uh, apparently cow punk is a genre like country Michelle punk, punk right <laughs> and these guys are like the like you know oh really because they have a lot of country stuff like straight up country but it's it's messed up country like it's really mm-hmm. distorted like that and stuff but it's very identifiably country mm-hmm. like which is cool and I guess that comes from being from Arizona too right? I suppose like
1: and it reminds me of,
0: like, you know, like, Butthole Surfers, too. Butthole Surfers, is, yeah, exactly. And that's something that they're both in that book, are, This Band Could Be Your Life. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, like, they're both mentioned in there. And so are some of the other bands we talked about last time. Like, Big Black was in there. And, like, uh, Black Flag, if you haven't played. But I'm sure they'll come up at some point, you know, so. Anyway, so, yeah, this, and this is on, this originally came out, I'm pretty sure, this is a reissue on their own label, but I'm pretty sure it originally came out on SST. Which is uh, Greg uh, from Black Flag, the guitarist Greg Ginn's label, mm-hmm. and he put out Bad Brains. He put out the Minutemen, these guys, um, a couple yeah. Sonic Youth records, I think, back in the day, like and Black Flag, obviously, and stuff. So it's a really good label, like for '80s, for '80s kind of independent punk stuff. Yeah. Well, that kind of that sound in the South, like the the
1: post-punk bands in the South, they all kind of there is like this genre. Yeah. There was like. I don't, when, I don't know if you call it but would you call butthole surfers a cowpunk? I don't know I don't because they were surfers. They weren't.
0: They stray a little too. It's hard to say. Well, this was produced by Spot too, who produced a bunch of the Black flag records. Hmm. Who was like the in-house as far as I think he was the in-house SST guy, and like his production is kind of like, bad. Like a lot of times it's kind of really really rough and like, but it's, that's kind of the aesthetic of their stuff. Like a couple like Damage, right? Damage is produced by him as well, and uh, like on that record you can hear like the drummer was wearing like a, a wrist bracelet or something you could hear it shaking the whole time on the album and stuff like it's really really bare bones kind of studio stuff which I like it sounds good so but then, I mean this one obviously fits uh, like a fire fits the theme for obvious reasons I don't think I need to explain what the connection there is but yeah right. I don't know so that, uh, that that was my choice there well, am my so, next?
2: yeah sure what do you got? okay I'm gonna play uh, a Bob Dylan song Gates of Eden okay so yeah on the other end of the spectrum although yeah. The lyrics can be interpreted. Yeah. Otherwise,
0: that's I got the poster of that album up on my. wall. There yeah, it is. Yep. Bringing it all back home. It's my uh, favorite Bob Dylan album. Yeah,
2: so it's off of Bringing It All Back Home. It's the middle one for like the three during like when he's kind of really creative yeah. and also. This I think this has been the first one with like an electric. It band is. Yeah, it's the first half of the album is acoustic,
0: and, yeah. and then you get the second half. The other half way around. Yeah. The other way around. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, he, so this is the first album with a. Uh, so he's doing a lot of speed. Electric band uh, at
0: this yeah. time, um, probably.
2: I don't know. very oh, possible. Yeah,
0: really um, good interview with him recently. Actually, oh yeah, it was very much what you expect from Bob Dylan interview, and I kind of like how he still is. It's just, a, it's like a noob interview. Yeah, it was. He was on the cover of Rolling Stone a few months ago, and because uh, he had new album, his new album, already. Apparently, his new album is a concept album called Titanic. Which like yeah, I heard about that. talked about. about it. I haven't heard anything. But the interview that. was good because the guy's asking all these questions about like important, you know, important themes in Bob Dylan's songs and everything. And he's just like, I just write songs, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> he's just doing these kind of evasive answers know. that are really yeah. yeah, it's really good though because it's just like other people think this is important. You know what I mean? Like all these, all the stuff that because everyone analyzed Bob Dylan like to the end of the universe, you know. And all the stuff that other people think is important, whether he's just saying it or not, it seems like he's just kind of like, well, I just wrote this. The other thing is I like just a thing that I did, and like you can. Whatever, I'm not going to give you an answer to your yeah. interpretation
2: of it, because... No, I don't think you need to. Like, songs kind of... like Especially his, they're full of stuff, but they speak yeah. for themselves. And But, and but anyway. everyone wants
0: to know what it's about, though, right? Every, every time he gets interviewed, people are asking, Oh, this is my favorite song, what does this mean? What did you yeah. think when you're... And I think the reason that Bob Dylan got so,
1: like, famous, so, like, hardcore... I mean, obviously he wrote amazing, yeah, like, iconic sure. songs... But also because he did, he never gave anything away like it, no. like he would
0: his yeah. interviews was were always like he would always turn the question back on the like and the which is what he was doing in this one that I read too he's still doing that he's like seventy something right which is cool I, I like that because it's it's not it kind of shows that it wasn't just some gimmick he was doing when he first came out to like oh look at me I'm gonna mess with the interviewers you know it's like no you figure it out. This is my song. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm done with it. You know, right? Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of what the impression I get from him too is like I'm not because I've heard I haven't seen him live, but I've heard that at some of his shows he will play songs to the point where they're completely unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. Like he'll just change the arrangement 100. Unless till you hear the chorus, you're like, oh, that's that song. So I think it's I kind of like that. Like it's just here's the song. He's done with it. I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want with it now. You guys write books about it. I don't care. I you don't know? like. I'm gonna write something new about the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <what? laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
5: Maybe he
2: yeah. just got around to seeing the movie.
0: I don't know. People love the Titanic right now. They do. And I guess I think the movie's getting reissued or something, isn't it? Like in high 3D. Is that necessary?
1: Was it, when did it happen? Like 1912? Was it 100 years ago? Was that it was 100 years ago. Oh, that's, that's exactly old. what happened. Yeah,
0: in April. Yeah. That's
1: why. I... It sounds like it's going to be a terrible album that I'll never listen to. It's called Tempest, I think?
0: Is that Tempest?
2: It sounds familiar, but I'm not sure.
0: I don't know. It's a, I saw it in the store, and I was like, Ugh. I don't want I don't, I to don't buy it. Like, I mean, I, have, I think I have enough Bob Dylan albums of, like, to, to firmly have a good opinion of Bob Dylan, you know? <laughs> like, where mm-hmm. I'm not going to be... I mean, I'm sure some of the songs are really cool anyway, no matter
2: what it is, you know? I mean, he's a good songwriter, right? Yeah, but, I forget the name of one of his more recent ones, but it was actually... It was a good album. It was a good listen. Uh, like, um, yeah, he's, yeah. after... I can't remember the name of it. I don't, I don't own it. Is it going to be, like folk or folk rock
0: i have no idea this song we're listening to right now or the, no the, the maybe gonna... he'll
1: get his uh who's his, his grandson who raps maybe he'll be
0: featured on the record yeah yeah what's his name oh is it like pablo dill or something like that <laughs> like, <laughs> no, i seriously think it's like or like jose it's some kind of like young a... young dylan young dylan yeah <laughs> young oh, oh, dylan. that's like um have you heard of uh chet hayes no it's Tom Hanks' son is a rapper oh okay <laughs> his name's <is> Chester Hanks <laughs> goes by Chet Hayes and apparently he's just I haven't heard it, but I heard Bob Dylan's net, his grandson it was brutal it's that's really bad. Yeah. ooh
2: that's another theme like the sons of famous. yeah there's uh, a lot of that there's tons of that yeah they're, yeah I feel, for, I feel
0: bad so for I feel bad for the sons of famous people though. Who are you're screwed? No wonder so many I don't mean, really they're drug addicts. They're screwed. Exactly. Like, you know no matter how good with, you are. Yeah, you're never going to be as good as. You're always going to be compared
1: to. Yeah. Like Jacob Dylan, like you Jack- didn't. You didn't write terrible songs. No, it's all right. I mean, I don't.
0: I don't. I'm not a fan. But I, don't like, mean, I only know that one headlight they hit, song. They hit, yeah, they hit, which yeah. I mean
1: is not the best song. It's and not I'm not sure the his band was decent.
0: Like They covered Hero, They covered that Bob Dylan song. Bob Dylan, David Bowie song, for the Godzilla soundtrack. Oh, heroes. Wow. And they covered it oh, exactly yeah. like how Bob Dylan, or I keep saying Bob Dylan, Dave Bowie played it. Mm. So, but it was like, yeah, good, whatever. But, and even like uh, Bob Marley's kids, you know? Like, I mean, but they But they're doing alright. They're doing alright, but it's gotta be shitty that like you're expected to play a show and 90% of the crowd wants to hear No Woman No Cry. Not if
2: you're uh, Yeah, that wouldn't be the case for Junior Gong.
0: <laughs> I'm sure if you're still Junior Gong, I'm sure he says Damien Marley on a poster, you're still gonna get a fairly significant chunk of the crowd who sees Marley in dreadlocks and is like, oh this is and then here's Bob Marley's son and he's going expecting a cover band. Unfortunately. I mean he's, Maybe he's some places. I feel like here Damien
1: Marley would would be able to just play his own show. I mean he's doing like where he yeah. does albums
0: with Nas and like... That's true, yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's I guess so. I mean he's awesome too, he's a, yeah, he's a really big fan of his music but And he's so he's so that's like he's so different. That's the thing. Who's the who's the one who sounds exactly like Bob? All the other ones. (laughs) 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 No, well, Ziggy sounds. Ziggy's problem is that he's the oldest one, right? So he was expected from like when he was eight or whatever. When Bob, when his dad died, because he's already singing that, right? He looks like him exactly, and sounds exactly like him. So there's like this expectation on him to be. He has some hits in the '80s. But I mean, at the same time, we could like it's that's sad, and I do feel bad for those people because if you want to just be a genuine artist, it's yeah.
1: hard. But at the same time, they also get the opportunities. That Absolutely, other yeah. people sure. would.
0: And some of them have done, like Damien Marley, for example, have done different stuff, right? I mean, he, yeah. he got the chance to do dancehall and stuff, yeah. which I mean, he's very good at it.
1: Because you could do something completely new and completely weird and not sound like your dad or and your someone's mom. still going to buy it, though. And, and, you. and your dad can
0: get
2: you, yeah, still get to a label. Yeah. And um, Zappa's kid is. Doing Frank Blake. Dweezel. Yeah, Dweezel's doing,
0: doing just all Frank's out Yeah, like that yeah. stuff.
1: And the like, same with uh, that who's that like f- the folk guy from uh, Halifax, uh, oh, what's his goddamn name? Folk guy from Halifax. No. I don't know. Uh,
0: Halifax had Stan Rogers. Oh, yeah,
5: that's right. And yeah, his, yeah. His, yeah. Son his son is doing, his own, yeah. doing Stan Rogers for stuff. for
0: sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. someone else was going to say just not to... Uh... It's like,
2: oh, I'm... Um, it's like J- uh, working at the family store. Going back to what we were yeah. saying Takeover. about Led
0: Zeppelin before, right? I'm talking about John Bonham. I love his drumming and that's why I like Led Zeppelin so much. He's dead. Like, you know, massive vomit choking thing or whatever. Uh, but his son, Jason Bonham... It's rock and roll. Yeah, his son is... When they did that reunion show which is, like, the biggest reunion show or whatever, you know? Oh, um, yeah, just a couple of days ago. No, the DVD came <laughs> out a couple of days ago. Right. It, was, you have it three years ago. So. Right, right. But I, want, I really want to see that anyway. Whatever, Jason Bonham's playing drums for them. So, like, he's stuck. He came here uh, a couple of years ago. I didn't go, but it was, like, the Jason Bonham-Led Zeppelin experience or whatever. So it's him and a bunch of stand-ins, like, doing Zeppelin songs. Mm. So, like, I mean, because does anyone want to hear Jason no. Bonham... I would well, oh, I'd, like, I'd rather hear that I think than him. But no one's gonna and buy a bunch it, of
2: though. random people covering Led Zeppelin.
0: No one's going to buy. it. No one's going to go to tick, buy tickets for that though. I mean, someone's going to oh, Jason Bonham. He's like some new rock band whatever, like are they or so Jason like Bonham Led in the zoo in front of yeah. people <laughs> or at the MTS center playing Zeppelin cover, right?
2: Like All right. Uh yeah. Yeah. If you want to so, make a career out of it, there's an easier yeah. yeah, an easy way and a hard way for sure. Anyway, so that was that was the Okay, so of, right. I like that detail. And but if, if you're if you're so
1: like creatively inclined, you could you know, that's how you, you can make your living touring playing drums with stand-ins and make your own weird music on the you side. You totally
0: could, dude. yeah. To go back, before we go to another song, to go back all the way around to talked about before, Leonard Cohen's son is a musician. Yeah. And I read an interview with him, and he's like 40-something right now. He, I mean, he's, Leonard Cohen's like 80-whatever, right? So his son is in his 40s, and he said uh, in this interview I read, like, he had resisted doing his dad's music like forever, and because yeah. everyone's going to associate, everyone else wants him to do it. there, You know, but he finally started doing it, and he really like he loves it now, and he does a couple songs. sounds of fun. exactly like. He sounds him. exactly like. Him. he?
1: I think he was at Folk Fest a year or two ago, and my parents I think so.
2: But like, he, Leonard Cohen's still doing Leonard Cohen, so it's not gonna. Kind of strange. Yeah, but you can get why go see
1: Larry Cohen when you can see his son for, for 30 bucks yeah. Yeah.
0: But no, it's cool that he finally, like at this age now, he's like, okay, you know what, I understand I I, I wanna find out why people I mean, I know why people love him He's just one so step much. up from
1: the hologram.
0: Yeah, he totally is from hologram Tupac. Does Tupac have any kids? I don't think so. But it's probably right, yeah, kids. <laughs> Easy E's son is a rapper. How does Easy have a son Lil he Easy have? E. He's called Lil Easy E. Apparently I don't know if he's Lil he, Lil can't e. E. Be, he can't be good. Can can he be good? I don't know. Yeah, yes he could be you yes. ever heard, actually
1: Heard Ghost faces?
0: Yeah Sun God <laughs>
1: Is so he good? Yeah he's great Is he? Uh, he's, well he's I mean
0: Is he, he on the records? Yeah he's on the records He's on um He's on a couple of records He's on uh I've probably heard him don't He's on realize. More Fish for sure Oh yeah? And he's on i got to be on Fish actually Hmm Um He's alright right, And Jesus son is uh, Young Justice Oh yeah? It's not bad but he's, old, he's on is His uh, son now? Like 35? Jis oh, is like 40-something. He's 40-something. No, he's going to be like 50-something. He's probably close to it, yeah. He was like, I think... He's the oldest member, right? He was like 32 in the 1st hang on. So yeah, he's right, getting up there. So his son's probably in his 20s at least.
2: Um, yeah. Where's Doug's off-topic button?
0: Yeah, Doug, yeah, sorry, we're going <laughs> off-topic. Okay, who's... Uh, Rob, is your someone next, I think? No, or is it John? We haven't even
2: listened to it yet. <laughs> we talked about it 20 minutes ago. The, uh... Gates of Eden. Bob oh,
0: we Dylan. We'll listen to no, we'll it. All right, okay. All right. That's uh, Gates of Eden, Bob Dylan.
7: Of war and peace, the truth just twists its curfew gull. it glides. Upon four-legged forest clouds, the cowboy angel rides. With his candle lit into the sun Though its glow is waxed in black All except when neath the trees of Eden The lamp lamppost stands with folded arms Its iron claws attached Two curves neath holes where babies wail, though it shadows metal badge. All in all, can only fall with a crashing but meaningless blow. No sound ever comes from the gates of Eden. This savage soldier sticks his head in sand and then complains and to the shoeless hunter who's gone deaf but still remains Upon the beach where hound dogs bay at ships with tattooed sails Heading for the gates of Eden With a time-rusted compass blade Aladdin and his lamp Sits with utopian hermit monks side-saddle on the golden calf And on their promises of paradise, you will not hear a laugh All except inside the gates of Eden Relationships of ownership, they whisper in the wings To those condemned to act accordingly and wait for succeeding kings And I try to harmonize with songs the lonesome sparrow sings There are no kings inside the gates of Eden The motorcycle black Madonna, two-wheeled gypsy queen And her silver-studded phantom caused the grey flannel dwarf to scream As he weeps to wicked birds of prey who pick up on his breadcrumb sins And there are no sins inside the gates of Eden The kingdoms of experience and the precious winds they rot While paupers change possessions Each one wishing for what the other has got And the princess and the prince discuss what's real and what is not It doesn't matter inside the gates of Eden The foreign sun, it squints upon a bed that is never mine As friends and other strangers from their fates try to resign Leaving men wholly, totally free, to do anything they wish to do but die And there are no trials inside the gates of Eden At dawn, my lover comes to me and tells me of her dreams With no attempts to shovel a glimpse into the ditch of what each one means At times I think there are no words but these to tell what's true and there are no truths outside the gates of Eden. Okay, so John, you want to talk about your pick there?
2: We're back. Uh, yeah, um, this was probably one of the first Dylan albums I owned. and yeah. like, Yeah, I really liked the songs that, towards the end, the acoustic ones. And uh, yeah, this has an obvious link to the theme, talking about the For gates sure, of yeah, Eden. For sure, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I like it, this is
0: my favorite Bob Dylan album, actually. So when I got it I think I got this From my dad Actually had a bunch Of Dylan albums And uh, I've listened To a lot Yeah
2: this is the one I've listened to The most as well Yeah I'm
0: a big fan Of this record and Yeah was,
2: as I mentioned Like he was just Writing a ridiculous Amount of material At the time Like He'd just be sitting Around writing For days
0: You know there's a uh, This is kind of Related because uh, I'm going to play A sizzle song later And there's an album He covered There's a reggae Cover album of Bob Dylan songs Called Is It Rolling Bob? Because, you know, whatever song that was in the beginning, you hear him say, is it rolling, Bob? And then the song starts. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, then it's so for the reggae. And Sizzlehead cover is Subterranean Homesick Blues. Okay. And it's really not that good, but it's on this album. And the album cover of the reggae thing is this, like, messed up psychedelic version of this cover. okay. Of the cover of Bringing It All Back Home. It's kind of a cry. I didn't buy it because it's crappy and it's on this record label that really... I'm glad it doesn't exist anymore. Hey, it's put please. out, like, really crappy 80s... Uh, 90s and 80s mostly American reggae, which is, like... And not to be a snob about American reggae, it's just that like a lot of the stuff they put out tended to be really, really um, bad. And they did a couple of latter-day things like this Bob, uh, Bob Dylan compilation. And but anyway, so just to...
1: yeah, that album has a lot of great Bob Dylan songs. I don't know, like the, I could never hear the song again and be fun.
0: Yeah, you weren't doing blow you away or nothing. No.
1: Yeah. So recently, Joni Mitchell. W- went off on a tangent about how Bob Dylan's fake and all that stuff. Really? I didn't hear this cool. And about how everything he says is like Mitchell. a lie. Yeah, like
2: she was <laughs> mad. That's weird. Where's this coming from? How long has she been like a great,
1: holding this grudge? She's been holding right. it for a long time. You think, yeah, no, 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 no. And I, I wonder if she's just like more and more bitter because the more time goes on, yeah. the more Bob Dylan's like he's still mystique little, and star yeah. power just grows. Yeah. Like he's, he's still revered. A, well, hers is the, the opposite. opposite
0: almost. Like when's the last yeah. time you heard anything new about Joni Mitchell? And like how many Joni
1: Mitchell songs, you know, you know that... The just, one about Skating Away? <laughs> never mind. I thought you'd be Paris,
0: like that, and then you know, like, um, uh, what's it called? I uh, just know the parking
1: lot. The yeah, paved I'm trying to think of the actual oh, really? the
0: actual title of the song. It's but, a big Yellow Taxi song? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I
2: think what think. about needing a lake to skate away? Skate away? No.
0: But I don't know, like, I, I, you know, I, I have a couple of Joni Mitchell albums and I never listen, like, they're good, she's good, but, uh, I mean, she's definitely good, she's got some really good songs for sure, but... There's, like,
1: I'm not that into, like, the hippie folk scene to the point where I, I can have deep crates of, like, just a bunch I think of that's what, obscure yeah. folk music, like, I don't need to hear that hippie nonsense all the yeah. time. I don't so, know. I, do you remember
2: what she had to say? Just that he was, he was... Don't,
1: it's like, it's a, you shouldn't, you shouldn't mow, or you shouldn't put cement on a park, because a park is a like paradise. Which is they Bob Dylan? Yeah. Bro? Not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. No, I just said he was, like, fake. I don't fake. think we're asking with the song. Like, yeah. <laughs> just that he was, like, fake and that everything he says is, is a lie or, or everything he says isn't really him. Like, he... Yeah. Per- which I think we all kind of already knew that about Dylan. That, like, like, we were talking about before how he, like, he yeah, doesn't, doesn't give anything away. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of... I kind of like that about him, though. It's admirable. And, it, like, I could see... I could maybe see, like, if you knew a person like that... Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes you have those people who, like, answer, always answer questions really vaguely. And yeah. like, it's like, just answer the question, bro. Yeah. And, like, really try to, like, put this bro. mystery. But, like, it works for, it, like, it really works for yeah. being an artist. For sure. Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I, I guess you almost expected to have that. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and, there's, and there's something admirable about wanting to not give away. Because Bob Dylan probably has a semi, like, for how famous he, ha- he is, he probably has a pretty private, private yeah. life. You know, as, as the... Poet. Oh, for sure,
0: yeah. Compared to a lot of people now, for sure,
5: yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't
2: yeah. know. Um, well, around the time when this came out was when, you know, he had originally, of course, done, like, pro- the protest songs and folk songs. Yeah. And then he started... His lyrics ended up being a lot more just, like, free-associative, basically. Yeah. So I think in a lot of those cases, there isn't anything to them. They are... It's like free-association. It's well, just this whole interesting words like... that create vivid imagery. And if you try to get beyond that, there's not, like, an answer to what it means. It's just... Yeah. Makes for good listening. Like it's just interesting words. There's a lot of songs
0: together. on this album though too, like Bob Dylan's "One Hundred Fifteenth Dream" and stuff, which are just like yeah, it's it's just so like horrible. rambling. It's and even the liner notes are that it's just a bunch of like you know random thoughts put together with like slashes dividing yeah. them.
2: You know, it's cool. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I mean, so a song like this uh, has a pretty obvious interpretation to it, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, each verse ends with like
2: a sort of. It's not like that inside the gates of Eden. Or it's this or that and I think yeah. it's commonly uh, and then outside the gates of Eden too for the last one yeah it's yeah. commonly I think interpreted that like it's wrong to hold these beliefs about what happens after death because that can act as an excuse for when you're uh, living <laughs> something uh-huh. like that I get it yeah see I like this ad- I
0: mean this obviously doesn't necessarily mean anything at all but there's this really really long kind of free associative poem that they on the back of the album cover and it's this part of the end here it says um, where is it here a song is something that can walk by itself. I'm called a songwriter. A poem is a naked person. Some people say that I'm a poet. And then it says, end of pause. And then, and so I answer my recording engineer, yes, well, I could use some help in getting this wall in the plane. This well, wall
5: I, in the
1: plane? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jesus. So, so I like how it's this thing that seems almost yeah. like he's trying to make some deep point about songwriting and then it's just like, Absurdism, yeah. yeah, it's cool, I like it.
1: Well, I like, I, I like the idea that you don't, um, you don't try to look for the meaning outside of the work of art, whether yeah. it's a song or a movie, it's yeah. like, it's like there's this. I can't remember who it's by, but there's this painting that's just a a black box on a white canvas, yeah. and you, you there's no way to understand what that painting means yeah, unless yeah. you read like the essay that goes along with it, and it's like that seems like the opposite of what it sh-
5: art, art should, should be. be. It, it should be, all be yeah. in
1: it, you know, like it should be there. Like you well, should have to do homework. And you shouldn't have to, like, lead, lead clues so that people have to put it together like a puzzle, like... It's like a bad face. But isn't this kind of what we're like doing the, right now, though, is we're, yeah. we're bad talking day about... today. But
0: we're talking what about art. What does it mean? Take yeah. it, like, why we like it and all this stuff, which is kind of... I mean, I guess it's not the same thing, though, what we're doing here.
1: I mean, if you get down to it, everything's the same thing, right? Yeah. Everything is... Everything's <laughs> happening. all review of... Uh, everything is wavelength. happening, for sure. Yeah. 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 Alright, so should we do the next song? Yeah,
0: you had something you want to play. Okay, so
1: uh, I'm going to play Heavy Mental by uh, Kill a Priest off the Heavy Mental album. Uh,
0: go ahead, no, go ahead, sorry. I'm
1: uh, he- Heavy Mental in particular, I think, I think Kill a Priest in general, but like specifically Heavy Mental is a really religious record It's and it's really Christian. Like he's, he's a Christian on it and he talks about Christian values and but, like, in a really, you know, like, he's he's an offshoot member of Wu-Tang.
0: Which right? is Nation of Gods and Earths. Yeah, but he's... I don't
1: think he's necessarily... Because not all Wu-Tang members were that, were, na- like, members of the Nations of the Gods and the Earths. They weren't all? I no, even, know. like, in some of them... Well, Ghostface is, like, an
0: actual Muslim now. He's, yeah. like, a...
1: Yeah. And, like, uh... Part-partying th- Muslim. Yeah. And I think, like... The I giant th- eagle. From what from what I understand, like, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I don't necessarily know all the nuances between these different kinds of religions. Yeah. But I think Kill a Priest, at least from listening to Heavy Mental, he just sounds like a Christian. But I think he believes... Like, the way I enjoy the album so much... Because I, I think I think Christianity can go both ways. I think it can be really interesting if you take it all as a metaphor and yeah. just, like, moral lesson. For sure, yeah. But if it's when you start taking it literally, that's when you, you, you look like a crazy person. That's, that's the same point. I have problems with it, too, yeah, for sure. Um, so, I think... Maybe there's some of that, like him, like Kill a Priest just taking it as a metaphor and, like, a way of living. So, um, and, like, on this song, Heavy Mental, he just talks about how, like, all these spiritual and religious things, but he compares, like, Jesus Christ to a bunch of other, like, yeah. so-called prophets and stuff, and, uh... Yeah, like, this is actually, this album came out in, like, 95, and it's, I don't remember how I got it. I got it in high school, probably just because it had Cause the Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. symbol yeah. on the cover, but yeah. it's been, like, one of my favorite That's albums. the only reason I know
0: who Killer Priest is, is because of Wu-Tang.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, the album's, like, from 95, and every once in a while, I still have a, like, yeah. I still throw it in my
0: What I wanted to ask app. you about it, before you are on tape? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, before, I wanted to ask you, um, didn't, uh... I mean, so obviously, a lot of Wu Tang stuff is going to have religious connotations because they're all, you know, or some of them are members of the Nation of Gods and Earths. But um, on uh, Liquid Swords, is that song, Basic Instruction Before Leaving Earth. Which is on Heavy, Which heavy is Mental. Kill a Priest, team. right? Just Kill a Priest solo And it's, track on, 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 it's, it's on Heavy Mental as well. Right. So I was, I was wondering, like, why did you choose. I mean, I guess the whole, the whole of Heavy Mental is. Yeah, I mean,. Because that would have been the first thing I thought
1: of for a, a Wu Tang related religious song. It yeah, been, I mean, this song. It's just so out there and spacey there's like there's other there's two other songs on the album that are my favorite songs, but they're more like just typical rap songs. They're not really about religion or spirituality. Right. This one really is, cool. and I think even more so than basic instructions before okay. leaving Earth and originally I was gonna play um, one step, which is the single off that record and I was gonna play that song because I have the 12 inch okay. but then when we decided that we we weren't gonna stick to vinyl, we were just gonna play whatever, then this like this is the song. I think it's the craziest song on the album And maybe The craziest One of the craziest rap songs ever I've heard heard it I like it It's really good It's like a didgeridoo And him Like no beat And him just like Just saying all this crazy shit And then everyone Heavy mental Heavy mental Like it's Let's check it out Yeah you don't need me to like mimic it We'll talk talk about it Cool My Heavy mental
5: Heavy
8: mental Heavy mental Heavy mental Jesus Christ heavy Heavy mental Heavy mental Heavy mental Everything brings in heavy mental. Today, 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 you will experience something heavy mental, heavy mental, heavy mental, never done. Heavy mental, heavy mental, heavy mental, Information begins to gather starting to pattern in the Stargate towards Saturn. Between the eye socket is where I'll build my skyrocket. You don't need any passport, all you need is a thought. Suddenly, the soul becomes hot as cold. Flame glows from out my brain holes like a volcano the brain begins the process as we start the conquest from our physical bondage. The thought launches, voyaging 144 billion light years through the shadows of your imagination. Now open your eyes, do you see the flaming arrows aiming at Pharaoh's in habitation? As we begin to racing like a sparrow through the narrow population, seeking purification, the destination is the Holy, Holy Land of Bethlehem. Eat lamb with Abraham and break bread with Amen. the Son of Man. So slowly hold these hands and stretch sure. from the skies like a rubber band oh, as we snap you above the land out of the atmosphere don't look back why we almost there just trying to prepare and adapt to the air pressure now we searching for the mental treasure uh-huh. pleasure beyond the message yard you can't comprehend a guard or distance between stars so picking up quasars inside the radars we going far passing the astronaut moving so fast in this aircraft everything we pass get hot from the takeoff the blast turning glass the rocks At last my supreme task is no longer to walk on green grass till i become a beam of gas and travel through extreme draft unable to be picked up through cable out of the reach of all manners of sky examiners, heaven scanners, giant antennas, and high-tech space cameras, or no evidence in any cemetery or obituary, not found in any library or dictionary or encyclopedia or media. I'm in star in mode star with mode. the discipline oh. of darmo. I broke the U.S. barcode, now I'm on the large road, to journey in the realms of the cosmos, where only God knows the goes, Glow like a UFO to give up my work clothes, only to glow with a holy robe, explode through the mysterious black holes, deep walk through the outer zone, without a phone, to the Unknowns, to sit on my throne alone. Heavy mental, heavy mental. A palette on this galactic plane of knowledge through culture. My sculpture lights up in ultraviolet. So you can see my brain is symbolic to a palace. Therefore, i keep my hair stylish, my flesh solid, and my teeth polished. Next stage, examine my S-ray, take notes for your essay and let the cassette play for longer than a decade. As we begin to blaze through the Milky Ways, repent from our filthy ways, replenish from the guilty days. The eyeballs swell up the size of eggs. Beyond dreamland, wingspan, seven feet between my eyes is the beak. That's Nation of the riders, the reaches, the peak Angelical landscape, we take the physical Man behind and hit the hidden gates of space Ultimate skates and we go through a phenomenal rate. as we cruise, going into Magnitude, as we break up into a multitude Of molecules, going through a long hollow Tube with a scholar's view As we wearing a white garment, passing Sound waves of supersonic, passing The comets, star clusters, changing my Physical structure, till my lips begin to Pucker, kissing Christ at the last supper Grabbing a brass, a cup of wine Heavy mental, feel myself getting old. Sitting on my sofa in a position like yoga Till my mind passes over The solar system, my wisdom novas I am the controller I begin to loosen up my shoulders Forming each joint to the sun's eight points Then I begin to rise like helium Escaping the manilium 2000, meditate to the soft notes of a violin I've been on Mars Building a holy synagogue for the royal seminars Long before they had the renaissance There existed a Hebrew lodge A phenomenon from out of the matrix The world looks at me with envy and hatred just cuz i peer to them half naked rising into a spaceship with an arm full of solid gold bracelets Phenomenal for for of the matrix heavy mental heavy mental the only time man. heavy mental only time you should catch heavy mental heavy mental heavy mental only time you could have jet lag if your cassette drag y-? you heavy mental heavy mental heavy mental yo just shot heavy mental stop the tape Stop it! Heavy mental.
1: So yeah, that was uh, heavy mental by Killer Priest.
0: I was just thinking the whole time how different this is than the last episode we did. Because <laughs> yeah. the last time was super, yeah, like '80s kind of post-punk stuff, and this is right. that was really cool. I really like it.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I've listened to much Killer Priest. I just remember seeing like there's a maybe it's this album like everywhere, you know, in like used uh, CD stores and stuff a lot. Of never buying I, it. I don't think I've ever seen. No, this I can sort of picture like a. a an album cover that I must have seen just a bunch of times over the years.
0: But anyway, I don't think I've ever. Actually he was here to it. with
1: he was here with Ghostface when Ghostface oh, yeah? was here. That'd have been cool. He um he only did a a few songs at the end though, mm. so it was okay.
0: I like uh, I like the um. People talking about religion and then talking about outer space. Yeah, I like. I really think it's a cool combination. I think it makes sense too, because a lot of older religions are using, you know, the gods are named after planets and named after gods and stuff, and like. Just the idea of the heavens being, like, you know? Well... Because I like outer space a lot more than I like religion. You know, <laughs> it's so like, religion. No, yeah. it's not... It's not, it's not that. I, I just think outer space is, like, you know, something bigger than everybody that is so without a reach that it's kind of, like, the same...
2: But, but it's I, still I, but it's still, sort of tangible because you, yeah, you can literally, literally see, see it. it but yeah, I, yeah. Think,
1: I think part of the problem with religion <clears throat> is, and it's, like... Because he's not talking about going to outer space. like No. When he says, like, I've been on Mars, he, like, yeah. means in his mind. For sure. He, he's, like, he's, he's pretty much saying that, like, uh, like our mind is the universe, like, our thoughts are big enough to go to these places. And so that, like, that kind of comes out of, like, how, uh, like, Nietzsche would call it the slave morality in religion, about how, like, you're... You're in chains in real life, so you right. invent a fantasy world so that you can escape it, so you can escape reality. Right. Which is kind of like the pro. That's why you know Marx called it the opium well, yeah. of of yeah. whatever yeah. how he called it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, because you know, like, what it's so it's cool. Like, and it's cool to listen to a song like that, and it's it's cool. And you take religion to mean like that, but you know, yeah. there's problems with it too.
0: Oh, for sure. It's, it's just I just was this was was really interesting. You just like outer space. I just I like outer it. space. But, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to get into outer space, but... <laughs> space is the place. Space is the place, yeah. Well, I mean, Sun Ra, so that would have been good music to play. I don't think anyone's going to be playing Sun Ra, but, like, pretty much any Sun Ra. So, I mean, a good uh, book also. I mean, we should just do, like, a Witch Police book club, too. <laughs> I mean, there's been enough books to talk about, but I have this one called... Um, I'll show you guys. It's called Space is the Place, The Lives of Sun Ra. And it is... um it's really who, good. He was really. Wrote, who wrote it? Uh, Just, um, John F. Zwed. Yeah. I think he's a music journalist. Um, it's really interesting uh, because there's a lot of religion in there and a lot of outer space, and it's like this Afro-future, Afro- Afro-futurism stuff, and like his whole, like he was crazy. Yeah. And like, but it's all mixed in with religion and space, and it's all combined into this kind of like worldview that made that really cool music. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of. Connection. Yeah. So for his
2: yeah for his music, it's kind of throughout. I think for Killer Priest*, is it something that's like I think like is there more outer space, space stuff thing. going on on the
1: album outer than... space overtones? You know, to be honest, like sorry, I'm not trying. Are we focusing too much on.
0: on the outer space aspect of that song?
1: Oh no, I mean that's that's, that's what that song is about. It's about like flying through space, yeah. but like spiritually flying through space. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's just about like. I think it's just about how he thinks a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, how is space tied to religion? Like, in in that Sun Ra book, like.
0: Well, I mean, it's like. To, uh, I guess it's kind of like uh, the idea that because he Sun Ra was he's an old guy. Like when he died, he was very old when he died. Like in the... which was in the nineties, I guess, right, early nineties, I think. And so he was around when shit was not cool for black people, you know? And a lot of his kind of idea of this whole thing of the orchestra, there's a band called the orchestra, right? is like um, taking all this Egyptian religion and combining it with Christianity, and then a lot of the e- Egyptian religion has, I mean, look at his name, Sun Ra, you know? It's got, like, sun gods and, like, moon gods and everything, so there's all, tons of that in there, and he's kind of combined that with whatever he would have grown up with in the church and made his own thing, and that's what the songs are kind of, like... A lot of it is very, um, kind of like, distancing yourself from what's actually going on, and like, this, like, space is kind of like this idealized sort of place, for, you know, space is the place, right? I mean, have you seen the movie? No. It's, it's an excellent, it's, worth, it's definitely worth seeing. Um, a lot of it is like, there's this character called the Overseer, and Sun Ra's having these cosmic battles, like, in his mind, um, with the Overseer, and like, he occasionally will get transported up to this, like, cloud world. And he's sitting in a desk between him and this guy, and they're debating things. Is this really fiction? or it
2: see- <laughs> Yeah, it's fictional, oh, yeah. The Seventh Seal, right? Don't, aren't they literally playing chess? Or no, they're, they're playing, like, no, they're reality pl- games. Yeah, they're playing a
0: reality game or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really <laughs> it's weird. Cool. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know where I'm going here, but the Sunrise is <laughs> great. Uh, we would fit in with this theme here. And there's actually a lot of, um... A lot of, uh... Well, like, Afrofuturism, like, uh... I mean it's kind of an aside But like parliament and stuff right I mean with the mothership And all that stuff And there's all, all Tons of tons of I mean it's, it's a thing right. I don't know if I don't know if Killer Priest would fit into that He's But probably, it's,
1: I, I, He'd probably be influenced by that It's like
0: black culture Mixed with Science fiction And like Not you know, science fiction so much As like future Afrofuturism right? Afro so. There's a sure. lot A lot of interesting stuff About uh, that in this book Cool which is called Space is a Place. Place. So, Legend Times of Sun I guess the Lives and Times of Sun, like it's, times of Sun it's not just the Life and Times. Yeah. That was cool. And um, so I'm going to play something next. That was, that was really cool. I like the Killer Priest song. I kind of want to hear more of the album now because mm-hmm. I've only heard a couple songs here and there and then that one song in on the Jizz album, right? But um, I'm going to play, once again, we're going to listen to reggae. I know last time, like I mentioned, and you guys were, made fun of me because... I implied that it was a given that there was going to be reggae on the show. And there's a given that there's going to be reggae in most of I mean, you know, I listen to a lot of reggae. It's, uh, I'm picking it out of my records, there's a lot of that in there. So, um, this is a song by Sizzla, who is uh, very, very religious. He's a member of the Bobo Shanti sect, which is, like, extremely orthodox Rastafarian. And uh, most of his music is spiritually based. And uh, he also happens to hate white people. And, uh, uh, back in the 90s he was doing this festival in Europe somewhere and he, uh, before playing a song called for, like, uh, like God's wrath to come and burn all the white people at the show and he got in some shit for that because there's a lot of them. Um, so anyway, this song is called No White God. It's not, um, a hating white people song. It's, uh, why should I worship the white people's God? Uh, I mean, when you hear it, you'll hear the lyrics. I kind of like the idea of it, because that always seems, I mean, again, I'm not religious, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know all the reasons why people are religious, they can, choose, you know, it's up to them, right? But it always seems weird to me when someone from, in any culture, someone from an oppressed culture is worshipping the god of the I mean, I know why it happens, person, yeah, yeah. but it seems weird that he, today that they would still be doing it, you know? So I think that's what, right. kind of what the song is about. It's like, I mean, he's a very religious person. He believes in a, a different version of the same God. I mean, the religions are related, like Christianity and, and Rastafari right? But it's like, the song is just like, well, I, why would I. Um, like, is white, the white God going to save me from white man oppression? Is one of the lines in the song, right? And it's like, that makes sense. <laughs> I,
9: I don't get it. So, yeah. But here's the song my knowledge because i will always break those barriers and burn down bandage <laughs> oh lord god almighty grant me a privilege you see i have to overcome all the wicked them and them false things mm. i have no white god don't teach me anything wrong Who oh, the white god save me from white man oppression i have no white god it's just some black messiah Oh white god that black I have no white God It's just a black mess If a white God a bless So him no bless I want what is right for the mine So now stay mute Your system is designed To distract me from the truth But it will come to pass I know not to the youth In the process of time We will know the truth To give a white God to praise his slavery The doctrine follows to share with fantasy Face, can't touch with anger. Can't no right. hold oh, things good and valuable must be white. Right. So, what about the
0: Sizzla, No White God. Um, and a Bob Marley sample. Interesting. Or rhythm. Interesting enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's not really relevant, I guess, to the theme of the thing. What do you guys think of that? I'm assuming you hadn't heard it before. No, no I haven't. I, li- I like I like the theme. I like, uh, Yeah, that makes
1: a lot of sense. Like, I had a friend um, who grew up listening to rap. Like, huge rap fan to the point where just completely ignorant of all other kinds of music. Doesn't yeah. care about it. And, uh, you know... We lived in the same house for a long time, and, like, I'm a huge Public Enemy fan. Like, that's one of the first groups that I really Mm -hmm. latched on to. And he he would talk about how, even though he likes the beats and he likes Chuck D's voice, he he never could really get into Public Enemy because he didn't like all the white-hating, like, hating white men. And, um, for one thing, Public Enemy never hated anybody right they were just like you know they would always say they're pro-black but um for like the Sizzla thing like he actually generally hates white people right things like white people should die well i mean he said that at the one show right
0: but it's not a lot of his songs are about that too right no a lot of his songs are about um like righteous vengeance upon the wicked I I
1: like I was AK. I was gonna say though I kind I kind of dig it I think as yeah. like a self-loathing white person <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I
0: can get into it yeah. <laughs> but I mean yeah that song in particular right it's just like I mean we were saying in the break there like you know I don't understand why someone from an oppressed culture would worship the god adjo- I understand would how adjo- it, the religion I understand how it happened over the years because they were forced to do it and then yeah. it's carried on through generations I, I guess, guess that's but, why you have people
1: like Malcolm X right yeah that is that is I guess but. Yeah, but I, I agree. But it's it's just super it's, it's super strange. super deep rooted and complicated. But like, yeah. uh, there's this great song by Rascalz, you know, like yep. the rapper from LA, who it's like a seven or eight minute song called "Nature of the Threat," and it's all about how uh, white people I've heard that have like this th- thing genetically wrong with them that makes them that, want yeah. to destroy everything. Yeah, mm. and it's like you know he probably was reading some books about it because it's like it's it's like less a rap song more an essay. Yeah. And it's great. I love yeah, it. it sure, like, yeah, I've heard it. It's a great song. It's...
2: Like, I like... Cause, Is it convincing?
1: Well, oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I get it. As a self-holding whip <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, easy sell. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I like... I like... I, I, I would much... Even if there was a song that was really intellectual about, like, specifically hating me yeah <laughs> like I would probably like it more <laughs> yeah. than a song about going to the club and getting drunk for sure I like the honesty <laughs> of it
0: I like the honesty of it it's like you don't have to I mean this is a pretty that was a pretty blatant like his message is right out there you know and Sisla is like someone who does that in general and a lot of his views are pretty reprehensible <laughs> like I mean this one not, not not. I'm not saying this but I mean he's got some like extremely like violently homophobic stuff in his catalogue right? right and that I mean I can't get behind the same way I can get behind this but I mean they're pretty different but I mean, it's it's honest though. You know he's homophobic. I mean, from the he doesn't hide it. He doesn't. You know he's pissed off at white people. Like it's and, and it's it's funny because there's there's also that side of it where
1: there's a lot of music that's that's like misogynistic and homophobic yeah. and promoting things that aren't good for society but don't have any righteousness behind them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like complete nihilistic. Yeah,
0: this is a little different.
1: Yeah, exactly cuz you know he it's not like he's he's a sellout who no. who's saying like burn white man f- because he sells more records like he just yeah. believes that. So Yeah. Yeah. It probably makes him sell a lot less records in yeah. fact.
0: Yeah. For sure. Well, what do? For definitely I mean, I don't think people who I don't think sizzle's going to have a pop crossover. He's not going to be Sean Paul. Yeah. Right? It's not going to happen. Like there's no he's not going to be Shaggy. There's no there's no chance. I mean, he tried. He signed to uh, David Dash's label at one point. Really? And released like album. recently, like, like since Damon Dash yeah. split from Jay Z, like within the past ten years, 10-15 years, this happened, huh. and it was bad. It was it wasn't good. Like and he had a video where he's wearing jeans, and like I mean I, I know it sounds weird to them like pointing out he's wearing jeans, but Sizzle doesn't wear jeans. Like is wearing robes and he's a turban and stuff. Like he's he's not you know, mm-hmm. and he's in the club wearing jeans and like there's these dancing girls and he's I mean, like, way cooler if he was in the
2: club wearing robes. <laughs> it would,
0: but I mean it's so it's so wrong. It doesn't it doesn't seem right. The music was like drink. Probably not. Huh. I don't know. I mean, he's super orthodox. Like, he's very. I mean, the, I don't. This is something I don't understand. Um, like, he wears a turban, right? There's a whole set of these bobo guys who wear turbans. Uh, Anthony B is another one who's really good. Wears a turban. Uh, Turbulence. There's tons. There's a whole like, bunch of dancehall guys, right? And uh, then at one point, like in the mid two thousands, I guess, they all put out albums where on the covers of the albums they had their dreads down. You could see. You never see Sizzle's dreads ever. But he has this album called Soul Deep, which I have. And they're and they're like down to his waist. And Anthony B at the same time put it on. i have that one too. Blackstar
5: Star. What's the significance why, you know, of why, showing your? I don't know. Time? I don't know. They
0: all did it around the same time oh. too. So, I, but then they've been everything since. It's all in the turbans. So I don't know what that was about. I have no idea. But like, the, I mean, the, the fact that these guys don't show their hair ever. You know what I mean? Like, and they don't. They have huge beards and stuff. And like, they, the robes and everything. Like they're serious about it. It's not like a. Oh yeah, I kind of believe in God. It's like no, I'm like. Yeah, they're pretty full on on into it yeah so but it's interesting especially me being like you know i've never been i mean i've been to church people's weddings i've never gone to church i've never had any religious instruction anything like that and my parents aren't religious like my family extended family's not religious so for me listening this kind of stuff is cool because it's totally alien to me like i mean i know about it but it's interesting for me to hear i mean not even this one just in general this stuff you know like it's spiritual music right like and i kind of like that militantism yep. behind it like. well it's interesting you say that because there's this um, I was actually going to try and find it for this but I didn't have time to do it um, there's this really uh, well known interview with Bob Marley where they're asking him about his influence it's in like every Marley documentary you see they're asking about his influence and he's saying they listen to the radio because uh, that was all they had access to and they were hearing, like, it was, you know, like, early, late 50s, early 60s, like, uh, American R&B and, like, big band stuff and all that, right? Or uh, I guess it would be, like, uh, Dixie, um, or, No, it's just no. later than that. It would be okay. just, just, like, jazz stuff, you know, with, like, <laughs> instrumental, whatever. And that's what they were hearing because that's all they had. And he says, um, I didn't really listen to that stuff, though. That was what everyone was listening to. I didn't really listen to that stuff. I was more into spiritual music because it, get, it got more, it, it was more revolutionized. Mm. And I think that a lot of spiritual music isn't. Like that was my stomach it's made a good noise. Um, uh, I mean, if you listen to like, um, like Christian rock, you know what I mean. I, I've I've been in a job where I had to listen sit next to a guy who listened to that all day. Right? Oh man! And like, it's I, it's, it's it's bad. And I, I I obviously I like some religious music. I don't have a problem with it, but it's not. There's no. There's no. It's just like this kind of cookie cutter. Is an empty of. We're not worthy know. kind but of thing. I, versus- but I think as
1: long as, like for oppressed people. Like, religious religion is can be a revolutionary thing. Yeah, I guess that's the difference. But if right? you're not oppressed, then it's
2: just like a... What, yeah,
0: what's
2: the, what's the point? <laughs> I don't really...
0: But, you know you what, it's, like of, it's interesting because you know I, I know what you maybe? mean, but, like, I mean, I listen to Leuven Brothers a lot, right? Right. You know, like, Satan is Real, that yeah. album they put... I have that album, I listen, I love it. It's one of my favorite country albums, for sure. And they, their other stuff is great, too. It's not all religious stuff. they got songs about, like, uh, the Cold War and stuff. Like in But, um, like, that is white people... You know, who are not oppressed and who are singing very, very um, honestly and, like, earnestly about Jesus and stuff. And it it's not revolutionary, but it's not... I guess, though, I know what you mean. Like, even the... Because even the tea
1: partiers are kind of revolutionary. Like, like, and, like, the people who, like, go to those... Uh, what do they go to, like, st- they go to the funerals of... uh the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. Oh. I mean, they're maniacs and I hate That's them. That's pretty revolutionary. Assholes, like, but... Even if you...
0: yeah you
1: know, even if you don't d- agree with them. The but I guess
0: what I mean with the luvin Brothers, just an example, though, is, like, the song Satan is Real, I mean, the album, like, the message there is not, like, God is so great, we need to praise him, like, here's how, how awesome he is and all these good things he did. It's, it's, like, this is how messed up the other side is, and this is how we're being tempted mm-hmm. all the time, and, like, we have to be strong yeah, to fight against, like, yeah. evil, you know? Which is way different, I think, than Christian Rock is now, where it's all, like, I mean, from what I've heard, is all like very, very like we're not worthy. But
1: just I guess like Christian rock has become a commercial yeah. entity, though too. Right? Oh, for
0: sure, there's still people doing that kind of stuff like what I'm talking about. But, but I just don't know because I'm not, I'm not into the yeah. The I genre. It, it's funny because I used to have a job where I used to
1: work Sunday mornings, like really yeah. early in the morning, with this woman who was religious, and we had to listen to uh, Christian Sunday? radio. But it w- wasn't music; it like was preachers. And stuff? No, it was like for people. Services? It was like people calling in. And talking about their religion and times they got tempted and like but, how they like faith like save them. Yeah. It was actually really fun to listen yeah, to because yeah. the people, you know, they're kind of loopy, right? Yeah. And they'd be going through crazy stuff and yeah. they'd talk about people
5: how they're... The things, I guess, yeah.
2: Well, I guess kind yeah, of what...
0: Sorry to go keep going back to the Lubin brothers, but just as an example somebody listening to this Christian and um, <clears throat> the one guy from the like the one guy just died like last year or something, right? His other brother though died like like decades ago like right at the time they were popular and he was into drugs he was all like all these like horrors and stuff like he was like everything they're singing about stopping he was tempted by it, and he did it and he died like young because of it you know so it's kind of like it gives it more resonance that like they're they are they sound like they're actually worried about Satan getting them and like it, you know I mean yeah. arguably depending if you believe it or not it did get that one guy and then the other brothers doing his whole career writing this kind of stuff still and he, like he's got first-hand knowledge of how this, how you know, if you believe in that, how the devil can.
1: And a lot of that's like early soul music and yeah. early country, like it's super religious music, and it's by people who, who like kind of are going through hell and yep. just like, you know, looking. Well, it's th- like it's like
0: poor people too, right? It's not. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's not, you. Or troubled people in general. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know. I think another thing I was thinking of too, as far as religious music, like Sam Cooke. I know we talked about him before with the Peter Garlick thing, but. Um, he has a couple live albums that are like his. I don't know if you guys heard any of his live albums. Yeah, he has two live albums that are kind of the. Me. I might have played, yeah. They're kind of the landmark live albums. One's uh, live at the Copa, and the other one's live at the Harlem Square Club. And they're both great. They're, you know, they're both really good albums, but just the difference um, is unbelievable between two albums. One of them is him playing to a white people's supper club cl- crowd. And the other one is playing to his gospel fans because he was a gospel singer before he became pop singer, right? He's playing to his gospel fans in Harlem, and then he's playing to like this fancy, fancy dinner club thing, right? And it's just like the the gospel one is so much better. It's it's it's. I mean, they're both good albums, but it's unbelievable just like how passionate he is about the songs. And you can hear like his voice is rougher. It's just like everything is more. It seems more like he means it, you know. Whereas the other thing, he's just like where people are into and like clapping. Yeah, and they're all they're all yelling stuff between the songs, and he's just like
1: you know. It's it's Mm.
0: funny because like on the flip
1: side of that too is. Uh, like I watched that documentary in Jonestown. Yeah. And yeah, but that would be cool. Actually, be It's an amazing. Like it was. It was a PBS documentary. I think it, it was really in depth. Like I knew obviously I knew about that story. I didn't. I had no idea how screwed up it was. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I only know the basics, but I imagine it would be interesting. Oh man, it's crazy. But but anyways, the reason that's like it was around like the hippie era yeah. in I think it was in San Francisco, and the reason that the the church was so popular at first was because. He's, it would just be all this singing and clapping and like community thing, yeah. and it would be like black, white, poor, rich, like hippie, not hippie. Yeah. And so it's just like real long
0: People now smile on your brother. Yeah, it
1: just seemed really fun and just yeah. like. And then they're like, you know, they're just. And then you didn't like, didn't like didn't like America. Well, they didn't like America, so they, went so they Guyana, wanted. They, right? Yeah, so they started North a camp North in North. Guyana, and the people yeah. were like trying to make enough money so they can go down there, and then
0: that's what the Mormons did essentially. Right. Because they uh, a bunch of them, when the polygamy thing became illegal in America, a bunch of them, including Mitt Romney's grandfather, moved to Mexico, and there's a huge Mormon polygamist colony in Mexico. Wow. Which is, uh, sorry, I just read that recently. Uh, yeah. Current Fultz. events. Current events. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so should we get to the next yeah, one? Yeah, who's, uh, oh, you were going to play Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm going to break the order and go next instead of John because my yeah. song is... Related lore. to this is yeah, because I have um, uh, Asha Senator,
0: yep.
1: who is a, uh, he was like a mid-80s dancehall guy from UK.
0: I think it was Ragged Jungle more than that. I don't think it was Okay, sort of well, you, you would know more than that. Because
1: um, I was listening to it some t- today, and it was like drum machines. Like, he would, yeah. he'd, he'd be backed by drum machines. So you'd know more about the nuances. Um, well, I don't,
0: I mean, all I, I don't know too much about um, Jungle. Like, I, I like it. But the,
1: this song, I don't, like, he didn't make this as a Jungle song. This is a Jungle remix that happened, like, 10 years after. Is that what this
0: is? Okay, I wasn't sure about that one. I don't know. Because it's on that compilation that, that um, yeah. Rumble in the Jungle. Yeah. Which is kind of my first introduction to ragga Jungle in the first place. So I don't have too much background on that. I like... I mean, I know there's a lot of those are remixes on there. Like, there's, uh, that Cuddy Rank song and stuff, which are clearly remixes and the, uh, the one of... uh Killer. There's the Bounty yeah, Killer yeah, yeah. one.
1: That's so, so super good. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know like. To be honest, I don't really know when jungle music even
2: started.
0: It's England, though. A lot of the stuff is yeah. UK, right? Like, and it's
2: uh, 90s. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, no it's, it's, earlier. it's it's earlier than that. It's, it's, it's is it like, earlier? Yeah, because like, was stuff happening. We yeah, have one. Where's the crossover? Where's the?
0: You know, I have the I have this the CD this Soul Jazz Records album uh, Rumble in the Jungle. Is that where you got the song from? Or yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a pretty detailed liner notes, now we can look it up while we're playing the song.
1: Yeah okay, so let's just play uh, a song. The it's called One Bible, right? Yeah, it's called One Bible, and it's about how there's one there's one not. yeah there's one Bible, and if you want to tell me anything else, then you know you can go fuck yourself yeah. pretty much, and I'm gonna read the one Bible. There's one God, and you yeah. can't tell me different. But it's awesome. It's an it's awesome, song, song really good song. Yeah. To get song to get hyped too.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, let's check it out, and I'll look up the, One Bible. Uh, uh, look Sanitary. up the intro in a minute. Yeah? yeah,
10: cool. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I'll prepare is the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou is my head with oil, my cup run it over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. One Bible in a million, I'm a read it every day. me don't care what the wicked them say, and if they want fight, I'm going to read it every night. But they don't say, Jay, mamma, inside. One Bible in a million, I'm a read it every day. me don't care what the wicked them say, and if them want to fight, I'm to read it every night. If heaven declare for the glory of God ja, and the firmament show what's it to and the world Day and today, I'll clear and speak And night after night, show its his knowledge Jah keep me from the wicked that oppress me And from the enemies that have come about Because my works are pure and true And Jah I'll always give praise unto you One Bible in a young. msef it turn so
0: Senator One Bible, we looked it up. It was 95. Came out in the UK. So I don't know. So that, that Yeah,
1: like that Jungle Mix was 95. So who knows if it was. Yeah, it could have been. Like that could be. The well, it said film, that so. he's
0: got his. Um, his career was kind of mid 80s was his main. So probably was remixed a few years later, I guess. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that that whole that whole um, Rumble and Jungle album is awesome. Yeah. It's a really good Soul The Soul Jazz was a good, good compilations.
1: Cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't.
0: Do have anything else we want to... John, what do you think of that song?
2: Uh, yeah, good. I don't have anything to, uh, <laughs> to add.
1: Basically what we can take from that is there's one Bible, and, and uh, you I don't care good. what but the Wicked yeah. Man says.
5: Yeah, And some
0: pretty awesome drums. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Good song. Worth checking out, that compilation, I think, if anyone...
1: So I guess we got one song left on this. Yeah, this yeah, the end, end. Close it out. Here. Yeah. Okay. So, so Don, we'll... you
0: have an interesting I ex-
2: choice here. I exercised some interpretation on the theme, and I'm gonna play uh, Jefferson Airplane's uh, "White Rabbit." Ugh. I don't how know. How does that? Well, how does that? You don't know how that goes. Do you, you, have you heard it before? Oh, yeah, I have the album. I know. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, I, it, I, isn't that song about doing heroin? Um, or cocaine?
1: Well, it's an Alice in Wonderland references. Yeah, it's all right? about Alice like, in Wonderland. Right. Oh, it's about doing acid.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, one kill makes you, yeah,
2: yeah. And some kind of mushroom.
0: Yeah, well, for sure. That's also, yeah. Anyway, what, what's there? What's the connection to the theme? Yeah,
2: so I picked it because, um, I don't know, this was, uh, Jefferson Airplane would have been the first band that came out of the scene that was happening in San Francisco and was, in, like, nationally popular. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure people at the time felt they're on some serious spiritual shit with all the, uh, all the drugs. The drugs and whatnot and thinking that they had the right answers to what. Would right. help with the world, and so, so this it's... song
0: is like representative of that, or is there something particular about it that? Uh,
2: well, this song and uh, what's the other one? Someone, someone, someone to love, to love yeah. with the two, somebody love, two hits, and uh, not the Queen song. I also, <laughs> I find it hard to uh, to divorce this song from the fear and love scene, fear and Logan in Las Vegas in the bathtub, yeah, which is a uh, yeah. kind of messed up. Version of spiritual uh, enlightenment when like <laughs> you want it, to get electrocuted like, yeah, to yeah, yeah. fully experience well, the, song. At the height of the song. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I guess, I, guess yeah. I, I kind of loosely interpreted what the spiritual means. All
0: right, that was cool. That's kind of the idea of the thing, right? Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, we're gonna play. Unless you, anyone else have anything to say about that song? I mean,
2: oh, I, I should add uh, uh, just that on the back of the uh, back of the album. Jerry Garcia is mentioned as musical and spiritual advisor. <laughs> and I think I think he had a lot to do with the production of it, but wasn't given any production credits. Because we all lived uh, in a
5: house
0: together and like, did acid yeah. all day. Yeah. Didn't even know they had an album. They did. Up. They did drugs off of his guitar. They probably.
5: Yeah. Probably. So they got included. Anyway, in the we've already. all like everyone. You know, I, this is a I'd, pretty...
1: be, I'd be okay if this is the last time I ever hear this song. And, well, anyway, it's the last well, song show of show this show. Podcast. So um,
0: we're gonna listen to it, and you guys are gonna hear it again, and then we're gonna sign off for the this episode and the next one's uh coming up next week
5: about
2: diseases
0: the next theme is diseases yeah we're going with the one word themes diseases i mean that could probably go for this song too might uh yeah <laughs> fit that category as well so anyway yeah uh we this is the witch police radio um which you can download the previous episode and any future episodes as well as a lot of local and uh music from other places too, a lot of free music, so check it out, Uh, here's John's pick, White Rabbit, Jefferson Airplane.